0: Hello and welcome to The Emily Cooper Show. My name is Emily Cooper, obviously, and I am a certified life coach and NLP practitioner. I am passionate about taking women from being stuck in their lives to being free and magnetic as fuck. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you some no bullshit life advice by talking all things feminine flow, conscious relationships, mindset work, embodiment, abundance, and so much more. If you're interested in working with me, head over to my Instagram at Emily Viner Cooper, where I post loads more free content and I love interacting with my community. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Yay, I am back. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome to the podcast if this is your first time. Thank you so much for listening. Let's just get one thing out of the ray real quickly. Yes, my voice does sound pretty bizarre. Um, I got... Bronchitis last week. I lost my voice for two days and it's still making its way back to me. My chest is still not right. I'm still struggling slightly. So, yeah, that is that. Unfortunately, my job does revolve around me speaking, doing a lot of speaking. So, the show must go on. And this is just how I'm going to record today. And I am super excited to be recording this episode. It is essentially about everything that happened on my little trip that I took last week, but it's really about so much more than that, and the lessons that were highlighted in this trip, I felt like I had to put them into a podcast. I had to write them down and then share them uh, for you guys. And it wasn't necessarily lessons that were new to me. Every single thing that kind of stood out for me on this trip was something that I already knew, I already had learned, I had already embodied. But it was just this like really beautiful rehashing of the same lessons or just this beautiful like highlighting of the same lessons. And every time something happened, I just kind of smiled and It was such a beautiful reminder, everything that happened on this trip, which I will obviously go into in a little bit, it was such a beautiful reminder of just how protected I am, just how guided I am, and just how good life is, and how supportive life is, how easy life gets to be if you decide that life is easy, (laughs) which is probably quite triggering for some people, but that's literally all it is. It's a decision. So, I am going to get into the content of the episode and hopefully you will understand a little bit more what I am trying to say here. So, first off, the place that we went is called Jeffrey's Bay, or if you're South African, you will call it J Bay. It is the South African home of the WSL Pro competition, in other words, a surfing competition for any of you that don't surf or aren't invested in surfing in this household. We are very invested in surfing. So on their world tour they stop in JB Bay uh, because the waves are really good at this time of the year and there is a international surfing competition that happens there. So we headed up to go watch the competition. And then also just to get a bit of a break, a little bit of a reset, it is obviously a seaside town, it's very small, there's not much happening there, it's not a city like the city that I live in, and yeah, it is school holidays for Matt, my partner, so he was on leave and I decided to go up as well and give myself leave and just to essentially take a little bit of a mid-year break, because it was very needed. We were starting to feel quite burnt out. So J-Bay is about eight hours' drive away from Cape Town, where we live, and we decided to drive up on a Sunday, so last Sunday, And we had gotten literally to the halfway point, right? So four hours away from Cape Town and four hours away from J-Bay. And my car decided to start shuddering. Like, it felt like you were sitting in a massage chair. (laughs) That's the closest I can describe. And I knew that feeling because I had felt that feeling before. About two years ago, my car did exactly the same thing. And it was very expensive to fix and it took a long time to fix it, right? So it starts shuddering and I am traveling up with Matt and then two other guys are in the car as well. Matt's um, friends, well our friends. And when I felt the shuddering I knew exactly what had happened in my car because as I said I felt this exact thing about two years ago. But the boys were all certain that it was something else and this other thing that they thought it was is a super quick and easy fix, right? So I was obviously also hoping that it was the easy fix, uh, but I wasn't holding out much hope because I was pretty certain that it was the other thing. So anyway, we pull over to the side of the road and the boys start looking inside the engine and they are pretty sure that it's a spark plug so we decide that we are going to drive the car a little bit further to a town called Mossel Bay and there we could hopefully buy a new spark plug. So we do this and we honestly sat in Mossel Bay for probably about two hours because we needed to find a particular tool to take out the spark plug, blah, blah, blah. It's a whole big thing. But my point in this is that in that two hours, I literally had three men working on my car and I did not do anything. Like I sat in the car and I napped or I read my book or I went to buy coffee. I did not do anything. And this is my car. It's nobody else's car. It's not Matt's car. It's my car. But I allowed these men to help me to fix my car. And this is I suppose lesson number one or the first little like piece that was highlighted to me of how much I have changed from literally like two years ago. If this had happened two years ago, I would be the one that was running around like a headless chicken trying to find the spare part and trying to fix the engine myself and trying to do all of these things that I really had no idea how to do but felt that I needed to do because it's my car and I needed to be just as independent and strong and like knowledgeable as the men in the car, right? Since that point, since two years ago, I have obviously completely ditched that way of being, And I have really surrendered into my feminine, which has just made life so much easier. And I was able to remain completely calm and surrendered whilst these three men worked on my car. They were the ones that were running around the town trying to find the parts and trying to find the tools and phoning people. I sat there and I did absolutely nothing. And I was so grateful, obviously, but I did not stress myself out by trying to prove to these men that I was equal to them or I was just as capable as they were. They love this shit and so I was perfectly happy to give them that moment. Anyway after two hours of this going down we realized that it is not the spark plug (laughs) that was the issue and the boys now think that it is another thing that is wrong. So one of Matt's friends who was traveling up with us happened to have a family member who lives in the same town. Now, again, this town, Mossel Bay, where we were trying to fix the car, it is tiny. Not a lot of people live there. So the fact that our friend had a family member who lived there is like, there's just no chance there's no chance and yet somehow the place where we had broken down was exactly the place where our friend had a family member so this family member buys a part for my car that he thinks is going to be the part that fixes my car i'm still not sure at all but anyway and he drives it to us to where we were and he tries to fix the car, right? Car is still not driving and unfortunately it is a Sunday. Now I don't know about Sundays anywhere else in the world but Sundays in small towns in South Africa, nothing is open. Nothing. In your big cities like Cape Town, where I live, everything is still open on a Sunday, but in your smaller towns, everything closes. So there was no mechanic, there was no one that was able to help us on this Sunday. So now we are four hours away from home, four hours away from our destination, and the car cannot drive, and there's no one that can see to the car today. So we're thinking at this moment that we are pretty screwed, to be honest. But then the family member of this friend of ours says to us, don't worry, guys, I've actually got a rental property that you can stay in, in Mossel Bay, in the town that we were in. So essentially what had happened is that he has this big property with two floors So there's like a top half where it's kind of like the main house and then there's a bottom half where it's almost like an Airbnb or like a little guest apartment type vibe. And he was renting out the entire house to this family but he just asked the family if they were okay with us spending the night in the bottom section. And they said yes, which is so generous of both the family who was renting the property and obviously the family member who's who owned the property because he allowed us to stay there for free for the night. So we drove there. It was this beautiful house overlooking the ocean. We saw the most incredible sunset, the most incredible sunrise. We all had big, beautiful double beds, the most incredible linen, ensuite bathrooms. We were honestly so kitted out at this place and this guy just lent it to us out of the goodness of his heart, completely free and it was incredible. Like out of all the places we could have broken down on that journey, we just happened to break down right where we had a place to sleep (laughs) for the night and we didn't have to pay for it. So we then went and had a dinner at a local brewery that was there and we all just kind of went back to the house and watched movies and yeah called it a called it an early night and it was actually so beautiful because it allowed the four of us to bond and just spend some time together before meeting up with the rest of the group because there were another four people that we were meeting in JB, Bay and we were all going to house share together. So it allowed the four of us to just spend some quality time with each other before getting to the big group in JB. Bay. So honestly, it was just a really, really great evening. And this family member said that he had a mechanic who would see my car first thing the next morning, so the Monday morning. So on the Monday morning, we get up, we drive the car to the mechanic because it can still drive. It just drove really slowly and it shuddered and it didn't sound great at all. So we drive it to the mechanic, hoping it's going to be an easy fix. But the mechanic informs us that it is going to take about four to five days to fix And that it was going to cost between 12 and 15,000 rand. Now, there are many things I can speak of on this point. Firstly, the fact that it was going to cost four days to fix. And we were still about four to five hours away from home and about three to four hours away from our destination because... At this point, when you're in Muscle Bay and a little bit into another town called George, we had moved closer to our destination, but not nearly close enough. We were still yeah, between three and four hours away from J-Bay. So we had no idea what to do at this point because we couldn't get to J-Bay with my car. My car had to stay there for four days before it would be fixed. And we were only going to J-Bay for the week. So... That's basically the entire holiday. And if we were to flatbed my car back to Cape Town, we would then be stranded, the four of us, with our luggage and surfboards. I think we had four sur- yeah, four surfboards. We would be stranded in Mossel Bay with no way of getting home. And if you do not live in South Africa, then... Public transport in South Africa is not a thing. Like, we don't have trains. I mean, we do, but they just don't work. They're unreliable. You probably get mugged, and yeah, it's not like other countries where you can just hop on public transport. Not at all. So, we're kind of lost for what to do when this family member just says, Don't worry, guys, I actually have an extra car. You can use my extra car. Bearing in mind, We've never met this person before and even the friend whose family member it was has barely spent any time with this guy in his life before because obviously we live very far away from each other. So he doesn't even really know his family member that well and he was just willing to give his car to us for five days which honestly the generosity was just ridiculous. So the friend of ours, whose family member it is, goes to fetch this car and I now have to reconcile myself to the fact that I'm going to spend between twelve and 15,000 Rand on my car unexpectedly. Now again, most of the people who listen to this podcast are overseas. To give you a comparative example, when I worked in law, I was earning 15,000 Rand a month so it was an entire month's salary for me if I was still working in law it's a lot of money right but what really stood out for me and this is I suppose point number two or lesson number two is how much I have changed my life in the last year because that number whilst it is a lot of money, and I can recognize that it's a lot of money, I was completely okay to spend it. I was completely calm to spend that amount of money because I had it in savings, it wasn't going to affect my month for the rest of the month, I wasn't you know, going to like be made poor by it or anything. It was in savings, it was there, it was ready to be spent. It wasn't even all of my savings, not by a long shot. And it was chilled. It just is what it is. Even though it was a lot of money, I've gotten to the point with money, with my understanding of money, where I just see money as an exchange of energy. I just see it as a flow of energy. So, just like I created that money for myself. I can also lose that money and then recreate it again. Money comes in, money goes out, money comes in, money goes out. That's just the way it is, right? Just like with every happy day, you're going to have a sad day and then you're going to have a happy day again. It is exactly the same thing. Money flows in, money flows out, money will always flow back in again. And if I created it once if I created that twelve to 15,000 Rand once, I can create it again and again and again and again, and I can double it and I can triple it. So for me, I really noticed the shift between my mindset when I had to spend this money this year, like last week, and what I would have felt if I had to spend that money last year. And honestly, if this had happened last year, I wouldn't have been able to afford to repair my car because I didn't have that amount of money in savings because I was only making that amount of money every single month. So last year, I don't know what I would have done. This year, it was the easiest money that I've ever authorised. And no, I didn't want to spend it. I way rather would have spent it on (laughs) like anything else. But it was there. It was available. And I was so calm. And so the lesson here is if you are wanting to make more money for yourself, if you are wanting to change your life, to change your career, to feel more fulfilled, to chase after your purpose, and to actually step out of this fucked up, corporate nine to five hamster wheel you can do it you can do it you can leave you can create wealth for yourself there are a million and one ways to make money and you can create wealth on your own terms in your own hours with time freedom with location freedom you can do it doesn't matter what qualification you have or don't have, it doesn't matter what excuses you're currently telling yourself as to why you can't do it, you can. You can, you can, you can. And really this incident highlighted for me just how much I have done in the last year, how far I have come, how I put aside every single excuse as to why I couldn't or shouldn't And as to why I should stay in my law job, I chucked all of that aside and I chased after a life of purpose, a life of passion and a life of freedom, which obviously includes financial freedom. And I got it. And here I am happily handing over money to the equivalent of my monthly salary of last year. Anyway, so all this to say that if this is you, And if you are waiting around for your dreams or your goals or your money to fall into your lap, it's not going to fucking happen. It's on you to chase after that. It's on you to make it happen. It is on you to take the big, brave, bold step. Even if you have no idea where you are going or where you're going to land up, it's on you to do it. Alright. So then... I authorize for the repairs to be done, right? So I haven't actually paid at this point. I just authorize for them to repair my car. Our friend pitches up with the new car, and it is literally the perfect road trip car. It's this old Ford kind of four x four looking thing. I don't exactly know what car it was. Don't <laughs> don't ask, but. It fitted all of us so perfectly, it fitted the surfboard so perfectly, and off we went on our way to JBay. Bay. And we got there by lunchtime on the second day, and from that point onwards, we just had the most incredible holiday. And when I looked back at everything that had happened, literally everything went wrong. Like, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And yet, it carried on correcting itself. Every time something went wrong, it corrected itself again. Every time something went wrong, a solution was found without us even having to, like, think about it. A solution just kept coming to us. A solution just kept being given to us, right? We didn't have to worry, we didn't have to stress, we didn't have to beg or make a plan, the plan was just made for us. It was the easiest possible thing that we ever could have experienced, even though everything went wrong. And I'll get back to that in a bit, because that's lesson number three. Or is this number four? I can't remember. Anyway, that's the next lesson, but I will get back to that. So basically, we get to JBay, right? And We are having the most incredible time, but whilst we are in J-Bay, I get sick. Well, actually, no, I got sick before, like two days before we left, but I just thought it was a common cold and Matt had been sick and he'd given it to me and Matt had then gotten better. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to get better. So we drive up to J-Bay and for me, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And obviously I wasn't resting We had really long days, we were leaving the house at 7am, going to watch the surfing, drinking on the beach the whole day, then going for dinner, then going out. So we were getting home pretty late, we were sitting in the sun all day, even though it's winter, but it's sunny in South Africa in the winter often, and we were just... Full on going, 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 going. So I wasn't really resting. I was having the time of my fucking life, but my sickness was just getting worse. And it got to the point where I actually was struggling to breathe. I couldn't, like, breathe a full breath in. My lungs just didn't have capacity, right? So it got to the point where I was like, no, Matt, you need to take me to the doctor. Something is wrong. Matt phones, I kid you not. Seven different doctors in JBay, and JBay is literally like <laughs> three streets long, right? It is tiny. He phones seven different doctors, all of them are fully booked, all of them don't have capacity to see me. And I'm starting to panic because I can't breathe, and that brings up a lot of trauma from my childhood when I had really bad, like chronic um, asthma. So I was like, okay, cool, let's just go to the pharmacy and stock up on some more medication. That's all I can do. That's And just I'm just going to hope and pray that I heal myself. So we go to the pharmacy and this pharmacist is standing there. I don't actually know, to be honest, if she was a pharmacist, if she was a nurse, if she was a doctor. I really don't know. But she starts speaking to me about what it is that I am experiencing and Just by speaking to me and listening to me, she was able to diagnose me with bronchitis. And because of that, she was then able to write me a script for a cortisone inhaler and nose spray and throat lozenges and all of these things. I would not have been able to get the cortisone without a script. So if I'd just gone to a pharmacy and said, hey, I need some stuff for like a cold, they would have given me the -the over-the-counter things. But I need like doctor's permission basically to get the cortisone inhaler and nose spray. And this lady was just there and she was able to give me a script. As I said, I don't know if she was an actual doctor. Small towns typically tend to do things a little bit like their own way they don't always like follow the rules so to speak so I don't even know who she was but she was able to give me a script and from the second I took that cortisone inhaler I started feeling better from the second I took that medication that she gave me I started to get better and I could breathe again and I could then really enjoy the rest of my holiday even though I didn't have a voice I could enjoy the rest of my holiday because I could breathe which is like obviously really fucking important, (laughs) Um, but also just such an unappreciated or underappreciated function, right? So I am just so stoked that I can now breathe. And again, it was this thing of like, I had an issue. We tried to resolve the issue by going to the doctor. All the doctors were full. And then without me even having to try A solution landed in my lap where this lady was able to give me medicine that I wouldn't have been able to just get over the counter. The solution literally just fell into my lap. There were a million and one pharmacies I could have gone to in the J Bay area and I went to that pharmacy with that lady who could help me. Like, again, it could not have gone more wrong and yet... It fucking corrected itself. The solution just arrived without me having to try. And after that, well, also before that, because I'm not the type of person that lets sickness like get in the way of me having a fun time. (laughs) Um, But especially after that point, I was able to have the most restful, invigorating week where I literally just felt so fucking alive and I really needed that. As I said, it's halfway through the year. We've been grafting now for six months and both of us, Matt and myself, were really starting to hit a point of burnout. We were starting to hit that point of just fatigue and just like, I was just feeling uninspired. I was feeling unmotivated. I was seeing my business as a little bit more of a chore than this like fun, expansive, purpose-driven thing And I needed a break. I was craving a break. I was craving that ability to just switch off. And this week gave me exactly that. We spent all day, every day, watching the surfing. Matt and the boys surfed themselves. So I was then able to watch them. We ate amazing food. We spent so much time outdoors and in nature. We had a little bit of a dance. We drank some beer. It was restful so restful so peaceful and I have come back from that week feeling so inspired and just reignited and I want to create content for you guys I want to put everything I have into the next six months I want to get going with some of the projects that I've been brainstorming for a little while I want to do the things that I've been kind of putting off for a little while because I haven't had emotional or mental or physical capacity for them. I am so inspired once again to just fuel purpose and passion into this business of mine, into this community of mine. And that would not have been possible without having taken the break that we took over the last week. So the next lesson, I don't know if we're on lesson four, lesson five, I can't fucking count, but the next lesson is to make your rest and your break a priority because slowing down allows you to speed up. I know that sounds cliche. I know I'm not the first person to ever say that in the world ever, but it really does. Slowing down Especially ladies, women, feminine beings, slowing down, sinking into that feminine energy of surrender and of pleasure and of rest and of relaxation allows us to speed up. It allows us to reignite that creativity, that passion, that drive. And if we don't take those breaks, we burn out our nervous systems are not the same as men. Men can hustle for way longer than we can. We simply do not have the capacity. And I don't care if that ruffles some feathers with feminists who say that we can do anything that men can do. Yes, we can, but at what cost? Men can hustle for way longer than we can and not get burnt out. We can hustle for the same amount of time but we burn out. We burn out faster. Men obviously also do burn out, it just takes them longer. That's why so often men can do a full work day and then go to gym for two hours and I don't know about you, but I just can't fucking do that. <laughs> so the lesson again is to prioritize your rest, to prioritize taking time out to slow down To disconnect so that you can reconnect with yourself, with your partner, with your friends, with your own energy and purpose and passion. And that slowing down is ultimately going to allow you to speed up so much more. That slowing down is going to reignite all the energy and fire and passion and purpose that you are looking for. And I know that when you're in a slump or you're in a rut, it feels really scary to slow down because it feels like that's exactly what you shouldn't be doing. Like if I just hustle for one more day, I'm going to see the results that I want to see or the person's going to buy the thing or I'm going to get to the place where I want to be. It, the opposite is actually true slowing down, taking that time, doing the thing that feels wrong is going to allow you to catapult into the version of yourself that you want to be, into the place that you want to be, into the energy that you want to live in. So then we've had this beautiful week, we're feeling so inspired, so motivated, so on top of the world, so connected And we are on our way home and we pick up my car in Mossel Bay. It ended up costing 17,000 rand, right? So the original quote was between 12 and 15. It ended up costing 17. Nevertheless, I was calm. Nevertheless, I was just like, alrighty, this is what it is. We're moving on. And... Again, I'm not going to harp on about this point, but it just really did prove to me once again how amazing it is that I have created such a leap for myself, how in a, the how in the space of a year I changed my entire life. And honestly, paying that 17,000 rand for my car to be fixed was one of the most empowering things I have ever done. It was such a moment of pride, it was such a moment of like gratitude and expansion because even though sure it was not what I would have preferred to have spent the money on I did that I created that wealth for myself I created that ease for myself and so even in that moment of paying this money for my car this unexpected expense I was proud I was grateful I felt empowered And so to tie this whole episode together, including the above point, life gets to be easy. Life gets to be easy. And again, this can be quite triggering, especially if you are somebody that typically resides more in victim mentality or likes to live off that thrill of, oh, life is so hard and bad things happen to me and blah, blah, blah. You can choose for life to be easy. And that doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to like go wrong. But you can choose to flow with life. You can choose to just meet life where it is and flow with it and accept whatever is showing up for you. There was not a single moment where I stressed or lost my head, or burst into tears, or lost my temper, or freaked out on that entire journey. Even the moment I felt my car shuddering, and I knew what it was, even though the boys were telling me it was an easy fix, I knew what it was, I knew that it would cost a lot of money, and it would take a lot of time to fix, I relaxed. I just relaxed. And I was like, okay, well, If this is what it is, then this is what it is. What is the point in resisting what is? It's so much easier for my nervous system to flow with life and to allow this thing to unfold. And every single time, as I said, it unfolded as it needed to unfold every single time we were met with an obstacle we were also met with the ladder to climb over that obstacle and that was literally because all of us were so in flow, we were so relaxed, we were so open to whatever was going to happen and whatever was going to come our way that it just ended up working out perfectly and This is not just something that is available to me. This is not just something that happened by coincidence or by fluke. Life can be easy. You can choose to flow with life and to just see what life is presenting you with every single day and to flow with it, to accept it, to meet life where it is and to make the best out of whatever situation you're currently in. And ultimately beneath all of that is a deep trust that wherever you are, you are meant to be. And whatever is happening right now, whatever you are seeing is there for a reason, it is there for a purpose. And that was really the last lesson that was highlighted to me throughout this whole thing. I had such deep trust and deep faith That whatever I was experiencing right now in that moment was so purposed, it was so divine, it was meant to happen that I did not for a second question it or freak out about it or resent it or get angry or lose my mind over it. Because I just trusted that, okay, this is happening and this is meant to happen. Who knows if my car hadn't broken down, maybe we would have gotten in a horrific accident. I don't know but this is what was meant to happen. And that trust that I am always guided, that trust that I am always protected, that trust that I am always exactly where I am meant to be, allows me to flow with life. It allows me to meet whatever life is throwing at me, whatever life is presenting me with. It allows me to meet it with grace. It allows me to remain calm in the most stressful of situations because I know that I am not alone in this, that God or source or universe, whatever you want to call it for me, it's God, that God has me, that God so fiercely and wholly has me that I am always exactly where I'm meant to be and that whatever is happening is here because it needs to happen. And this isn't just something, by the way, that I tell myself when bad things are happening but they're also working out. (laughs) This is something I tell myself even when I do not know how it is going to work out or I do not know why something is happening. And I will speak more to this in next week's episode, which I'm going to do part two of the mom episode for any of you that listened to part one. If you haven't listened to part one, then go and listen to it before the next week's episode is released. Um, It is titled, Navigating Hard Times with Grace, I believe. And it's probably like episode four or five, somewhere around there. But I'm doing part two and I will speak more to this concept of living in grace and just navigating life with grace, navigating this These things that are thrown at you, these things that you don't understand and that are so painful with grace. And I apply this to every single area of my life. It does not only apply to when things are aligning and they're working out perfectly. But what it does do is that when things are happening, I apply grace I live in grace, I flow with life, I have such deep trust in my creator, I have such deep trust in the divine that everything is going to play out as it should, that it always does play out, <laughs> it always does play out. My trust muscle is so big at this point and there is nothing that could happen That would phase me. Obviously, my human could get upset or could get hurt or could get angry or whatever. That's not saying I just don't have emotion. And like if something happens, I don't feel things. Of course I do, but I'm grounded in this trust and in this faith. And that allows me to flow. It allows me to accept life for what it is and to not resist it and to not create suffering for myself by resisting every single thing that comes into my path. So I hope that whatever you take away from this episode, one part of that is that you too are guided, you too are protected, you too can flow with life, you can create a life for yourself that is easy, not because things don't happen, but because you are so rooted in faith and in trust that you are able to meet life exactly where it is and to flow with whatever life is currently presenting you with. I hope you know that you are so loved, that you are here for a reason, that you have a purpose on this earth. I can promise you that. If you are living right now, if you are breathing right now, there is no coincidence that you were put on this earth in this moment in history where so many people are waking up, where so many people are breaking out of the mold, where so many people are creating lives of freedom for themselves, where so many people are saying no to the traps that our parents our grandparents got stuck in we are waking up we are living with new consciousness we are choosing love over division and we are stepping into our full power so if you are here if you are breathing if you are listening to this you are here for a reason there are no mistakes there are no mistakes that is it for this episode. I am so grateful to you for being here. I will see you in the next episode. As I said, I'm going to do the second installment of the mom episode. It's going to be a good one. So I hope that you tune in for that as well. But for now, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. I'm sending you so much love. And if you're not already, make sure to follow me on Instagram at V I N A Cooper. And also, if you are wanting coaching in August, I'm currently booking for August. So DM me and I will let you know how we can work together. I'm super excited. All right, my loves. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Emily Cooper Show. I cannot tell you how much your support means to me I put a lot of time and energy into this podcast and I believe that I also provide a lot of free value so if you feel called if I have provided you free value helped you to think in a different way supported you through your emotions or just entertained you somehow I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast it really helps with engagement Secondly, if you are feeling called to work with me, if you like the work that I do, the mission that I embody, and if you are feeling called to uplevel your life in any way, then please do not hesitate to reach out and contact me. You can book one-hour slots with me, or you can invest in an entire program, eight weeks, perfectly tailored to where you're at in life right now and what you want to work on the choice is yours. But don't hesitate to reach out and I will be so happy to welcome you into one of my containers and into my energy. Have a good rest of your day.